I call it the meat missile. <laughs> it stacks them up, baby. <laughs> now it's funny how like that name didn't make it to the bedroom, but you got a new crossbow and you're like the meat missile. <laughs> Y'all, welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. Today we are talking Thanksgiving number three, leftovers. That's right. All things leftovers. What do you do with that jazz when it's sitting in the fridge and you've ate it for the last three days? And we also have another installment of Porn on the Podcast hosted by me. That's right, Stacey's up. I'm the porn director today and you guys aren't going to want to miss this one. Might just give you another bottle that you're going to have to buy. So I- I'm so excited for you guys to try these. But anyways, it's I'm time for stoked. introductions. I'm pretty stoked. That's right, guys. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. I got sitting across from me, the man, the booze, the myth, the legend, Jeremy, the Kitchen Wylaw. Meh. Sitting next to him is our pseudo pitmaster and producer. We got the man from Portland, the king of the apples, Mr. Noah Cheek. Cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> and, the, and last but not least is the backbone of the show, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So. And Matt is on paternity leave. Still. He's still on paternity leave. Yeah. miss him. We're glad to have Noah. Shout out. Went home. to the bullpen, brought in the closer. That's right. That's right. Cheeky Barbecue is here to fill in for uh, Mr. Farr. That- the cleanup batter. <laughs> All right. So, first... We're going to start off this podcast with a bang. Something that I've been seeing all over Instagram and Facebook. I'm a part of different booze pages, bourbon, society, stuff like that. And I've been seeing a lot of people getting their hands on Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter. You've been so excited about this. So we are actually going to try that right now. Everybody got theirs? Oh, yeah. This smells good. Oh, the aftertaste is like chocolate milk. I mean, it's legit. You legit get the like chocolate bar flavor at the end. This is yeah. good. It's like it's like a nice porter with like a chocolate milk finish. Yeah, it's not I bad. I can't see tasting. It's, I can't see drinking more than one. It's though. really it's really light though. No, it's yeah, really, it's, it's really light. definitely a novelty beer. Yeah, not my cup of tea. It's got that Hershey bar flavor to it though. Mm-hmm. It really <laughs> does. Like you would think. Okay, like does it really mm. pull? I mean, it's got their logo and everything on it. So something to think about, guys. Something to think about and try. I think it's gross. Um, yeah. I don't like really? it. To be yeah. quite honest, it's not my favorite. It's something I would maybe drink half a bottle of or a bottle, and then I'm done. Maybe like as a dessert. But see, like, I got you're not going to pound six of them while you're watching a game. Well, I'll pound no. anything while. Okay. Well, but oh, how many how many porters are you <laughs> drinking a six pack of? That's true. that is true. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice little. This, t- is, this know, is a nice like sitting by the fire. You need a little warm up before you switch to something harder. I can see that. Little well, little well, sweet. You just had dinner. A little toasted you know, marshmallow think, to pair. Yes, I'm like think about pairing it up with a with a s'more. I in think, the other yeah. hand, just in one hand. I think what's throwing yeah. me off about this is the uh, first taste you get. I mean, you get that Hershey bar taste, and and it's dark. And I think texturally, like I'm wanting it to be thicker. I want it to be like a, a heavier oh. beer than what it is mm-hmm. because it's super light. I feel like it's almost missing something. Maybe that's why it's throwing me off, but. Now, on a scale of like zero, which is like a bush latte, all the way up to ten, which is like a PBR, like where would you guys drop this one? I, I give it a six or so. Um, a five, three. Okay. So if by zero you mean 
superior and delicious, it's probably a, a one or a two. No, no, no I, I said the PBR was number 10. Um, and then... But he thinks Bush Latte is the number 10, so. I just figured on the uh, on the East Coast, you guys do your scales inverted or something. I don't know. Is, is that the problem? Like, you're always talking about how great Bush Latte is, but everything's backwards on the West Coast. So, like, when you, like, oh, this is awesome, it means, like, really horrible. Well, there are three now, hours. Is that the... They're three hours behind us, and so it's inadvertently everything is three steps lower in flavor and quality. That makes sense. <laughs> the taste doesn't hit you for three more hours after you drink it, and by then you forgot about it. That's oh I got boy! You. So actually, oh next boy. next week um, we have another special guest. I would say a special guest, but I should say a special friend. That's right, a friend. That's going to be on our episode, and I'm Stacey's curious. Special friend. Stacy, special friend. I'm curious to think <laughs> or to hear what that, he that, has to say. That, that's in my pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's getting pissed at me. Over I here. am. You keep interrupting me. We I'm have cur- a beer connoisseur and expert coming on next week. So you guys are going to want to stick around for that one. Yeah. He's already been on before. Mm-hmm. He loves beers. He's actually going to introduce us to some holiday beers next week. So you're not going to want to miss that. It's Lou Kittrell from Ab Blues and Barbecue. He's coming over. We're going, We're going to chow rundown. down. We're going to go through some holiday beers. And I kind of want to get his opinion on this Hershey's Porter. He'll probably to pour him one. Yep. All yeah, right. we'll pour him one. For okay. Sure. So, I want to catch up with you guys. Um, I went hunting this weekend. Finally. Ooh. I know. Finally, I know. you. Like This is the first time that so, you've been able to go hunting this whole time. It's, it's the longest over. I've been into a season without actually being in the woods, but... It was really nice to get out there and, you know, connect with nature and the Lord and all that stuff. But uh, didn't hardly Definitely see- Definitely weren't connecting with the deer. <laughs> Dude. Oh. Wow. Well, Love you, uh, honey. Do we, have a, do we have a little thing that's like the drums? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just easy. No. It's just easy. So, no, I uh, didn't get anything. I only saw two the whole weekend. Um, me and Wildcat, my dad, my brother- and um, my, uh, our friend Greg, we all went down, whole crew, and everybody saw a lot of deer but me, but I was in a spot that had a lot of really good, like, buck sign, big buck sign. And the second morning, dude, he stepped out, big old friggin' moose-looking whitetail, man. It would have been the biggest buck I had ever taken if I was able to get up, but... And he wasn't even far. He's only 100 yards in front of me, but he came out, man, and he was just on a mission. He was trotting across the field. I whistled at him. I even, like, tried to yell at him. I was like, hey! No wonder you didn't see any deer the rest of the weekend. (laughs) Come back here. (laughs) No. So if if you watch watch hunting shows, like, when they're getting ready to shoot the deer and it's, like, walking and stuff, they'll be like, meh, meh. And I went, mm-hmm. I went, <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking out. Okay, now I'm telling you. Joel, did you go, murp, murp, murp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Now the, uh, um, God, I got so pumped, man. But he got to the edge. I got my crosshairs on him right when he got to the edge of the woods, but he was still moving. And I'm not going to shoot a deer doing that because it's not ethical and you can really screw it up that way. I mean, I don't want to wound him and go off and never find him. But. Um, You're still in muzzleloader, right? Or no? So I'm in the the unit we're in is mm-hmm. um, got the chronic wasting disease, you know, re- reported. Yeah, it's kind of a hot zone, so they canceled muzzleloader season. And where everybody else in the state's using a muzzleloader, uh, we're allowed to use rifles. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you're, you're trophy hunting there then just to try to get rid of the uh, infected population. That's what they want us to do. They want us to, they even have extra buck incentives. So if you shoot uh, some extra does, they'll even give you an extra buck tag, which I don't really like because, you know, I've, at the same time, this is not going away and we're still managing that property. I don't want to just start laying deer down left and right either. But And you can actually harvest the does, but then it has to go through the extensive testing, whether or not it has CWD. And where we process our own animals, we're not going to bring the meat. We're not going to go and have it tested and wait and then come home and process it. And, hey, if it comes up positive, we've just infected all of our tools. Yeah, because it's a pry yeah. on whatever. But we can go down that rabbit hole another time. But they mm-hmm. are working on a field test kit that was supposed to come out this year, but, you know, covid Thanks. Um, so as soon as they get a field test kit where I can test it right then and there, you know, I'll start eating the deer from down there again. But we need a COVID field test kit. All right, I gotta talk to <laughs> I gotta talk to you guys about this real quick. This has never happened to me either. Um, after that deer exited the field, my kidneys were on fire. I mean, like it felt like they were burning, like locked up. I was I was stuck in this position. They were like throbbing. Yeah, I talked to Wildcat about it because Wildcat's a, a CRNA. He does anesthesia. And he said, well, he goes, your adrenal glands go directly yep. through your kidneys. And he goes, if your blood pressure spiked and your adrenaline spiked at the same time, he goes, that's probably what it was. He goes, I said, has that ever happened to you? He's like, no, never happened to me. <laughs> but I'm telling you, dude, I'm like, I thought I thought I was something bad had happened to me because I was all I was doubled over. I'm like, what the hell? What do I do? It's a, but like it, you were so shook over seeing that. I mean, well, yeah, and it was a total bummer when the piece of crap, st- you know, wouldn't stop. Normally, a deer comes out, and I'm, I can whistle at it or do that stupid noise, and it'll like, hey, what's that over there? But now he was mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm out of here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was fun, dude. It was fun it was finally getting out. So, what about you guys? Anything new in your life? Well, uh, speaking of ketchup, um, have you guys spent any time on Instagram recently, uh, Joel and Stacey, particularly this evening? Uh, no. Not much. No. Huh, imagine that, because uh, Noah and I both dropped some posts tonight that you guys might be interested in. Son of a biscuit. Uh, we did it specifically 15 minutes before the show started, knowing that you wouldn't check your phones. <laughs> I told you, Noah, Noah, there is a 50-50 chance. Oh, I'm sorry, we had uh, children to take care of. <laughs> uh, um, but Noah and I collaborated, and we made fully packing double caliber Magnum steaks. Uh, we put all five reload rubs on one steak. No and way. Consumed them. How was yes it? Way. And then it was good. I really enjoyed mine. What about yours, Noah? Uh, it, it was interesting. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, it was good. It was super flavorful. I think mm-hmm. mine came out. I, I think I messed up cause I still did my, um, kind of just regular go-to of flake, uh, doing a little flake sea salt on the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I should have done that. Cause then when I took a bite, I was like, Oh, there's just way too much salt yeah. on this. I, I reached for my Malden and I was like, wait, like there's so much on this that like, yeah. I probably shouldn't hit it. And like, I did pretty heavy coats on all of them except for pack and heat, because I know that one can light you up. And then I did a light coat of that one, but the rest of them I went pretty heavy on. Even just the light coat of pack and heat put enough of a kick on Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, already. That is amazing. That's so awesome, guys. The flavor was good. It was it was interesting. I feel like you gave me a gift. Like that's really cool. Um, last week I didn't know if you guys would catch on with the five finger death punch, like five reload rubs, like all five. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. And that's funny because like my parents use what they call the triple threat. Uh, they put it on pork Mm -hmm. all the time and it's 
double action, high caliber, and fully loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. all five together, that's so freaking cool. Y'all are brave. Well, and I was out of high Dude. caliber. So Stacy, when the gift package came yesterday, I had finally had high caliber to add to the uh, the five finger death punch there. So I love that name. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was the linchpin. Yeah. That is amazing. I can't wait to to go and look at them and that's comment really, and put all my. That's really cool. Touch on there. Well, how but it, that's my catch up. Just uh, pulling a funny on you guys. I love it. <laughs> so. I do. Um. So for me, uh, for catching up, one thing. <laughs> 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 no one have any catch up. <laughs> And then when you point, I have no idea who you're pointing. I to. know. I, I realized that or what? Yeah. So I'm I really like, pointing you at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So for catching up, it's more of just uh, a suggestion that oh. I think the viewers would appreciate keeping an eye out for. Um, are you guys familiar with the brewery out of Chicago goose Island? Yes. I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, really popular uh, brewery. One of the things that they specialize in is aging their stouts in bourbon barrels. Yes. And every year they come out with a bunch of different variations in addition to their their standard. And they're always released on Black Friday every year. That's the big unveil. Uh, it's a product that comes in draft. So if you've got like a specialty tap house uh, you might luck out and they might have it on draft, which is delicious, but it also comes in bottles and they're all vintage. So they'll actually have a tag on the neck that has a year on it. And those stouts can be aged in the bottle They're for up to five years. They're good to stay in the bottle for up to five years. Wow. So with the timing of when this podcast is coming out, if uh, any fans of the show that love beer and love bourbon are looking to get into something, I just wanted to give you a shout out to go to your local tap house or specialty kind of bottle shop is probably the place that's going to get their hands on it. Uh, Black Friday release, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. <gasps> that's uh, what's coming out on I've, Black Friday. I've Those actually, I've beers. actually had this. Um, her brother uh, was in Nashville. I think it was last year, maybe. And uh, he just came across it. He knew what it was, but they are just got it in or, or something like that. He bought a whole damn case of it. Yeah. I mean, there are people that are fanatics over it. So they do their standard Bourbon County Stout, and then there's a bunch of different variants. Uh, so this year, like one of the variants that I'm most excited about, even though I'm not going to get my hands on, they aged some of their stout in Weller 12-year bourbon. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, but from what I've been able to gather, that that variant is only going to be distributed in Chicago at the brewery. Wow. Um, now, they're doing another variant in some old Forester bottles. Our, um um, sorry, barrels. barrels. Um, so that'll come out, but then they also do like some barley wine. They do a couple other different, um, variants as well. So, uh, the, the fanatics are crazy to the point where like, if they know that a store gets these in every black Friday, people will wait in line so that when that store opens, they'll be there to get them. And depending on the demand, some stores put like a, a per limit, uh, you know, limit per person as far as the bottles you can get. Yeah. Uh, but even just the standard variation, which you'll probably find is absolutely delicious. 
Uh, I want to shout out to all of our, our listeners in Chicago. Um, if you come, <laughs> come across this stuff, uh, hook us up, you know, g- give us a, uh, drop us a DM. So, uh, so we can try this, uh, Weller 12 year aged, uh, Porter. Let's do it. Well, what I want to know is uh, how do we get to the point where like, we've got people waiting outside for our different releases and <laughs> I want that demand. I need some help. Let's, like, let's want... age our seasoning in bourbon barrels. Or <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. That's Just, not a bad idea. Uh, this double action has sat in a bourbon barrel for nine years. <laughs> for 10 minutes. This is nine year old seasoning that's been yeah. sitting in a barrel. <laughs> mm. No, I'm just going to stick it in there for 10 minutes. <laughs> Roll it around. That's what he that's said. That's what he said. Hey. All right. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. My catching up is more of a suggestion this Friday. Skip skip Target, skip Best Buy, go to your local bar, uh, bottle shop and uh, get some Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. It's, it's definitely worth it. So I think now, Jeremy, it's time that we pass it over to some bourbon news. Ladies and gentlemen, Coming to you live from the TRP studios, tonight we have Bourbon News. <laughs> Alright guys, <laughs> tonight um, I have something kind of fun for us to do. I was listening to a bourbon podcast this week, um, Bourbon Pursuit. I don't know if any of you guys listened to that one. Uh, Tiki, do you listen to that one? I've been I wanting to. I haven't no. listened to it yet. I have a few times. It's, it's really good. Um, uh, Fred Minnick, you mentioned him before. Uh, he, he's one of the contributors on there. A bunch of great guys. They had one of their anniversary episodes this past week, and they were talking about um, a few fun things they had done in the past. And one of them was, if you could pick five bottles of bourbon for a beginner to, to get their first five bottles in their collection, what would it be? And I thought it would be fun if we each went around and had our own little twist on it. What five bottles of bourbon would you recommend to a brand new bourbon drinker under two hundred dollars total for all five bottles. That's the budget. So, uh, it's two hundred bucks, right? Yes. Yeah. Not two hundred dollars per bottle, Stacy. Um, <laughs> two hundred dollars total for for all five bottles. No, I stayed uh, within I budget. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, nice. it would be interesting to see what everybody's total budget was, like what it come out to be. So, who's going first? I think we should do. Uh, go ahead, Jeremy. It's your segment. Oh no, no, Joel, go ahead. Do it. Do it. Okay, I'll win. I was going to say ladies first, but not anymore. All right. So I thought this was a. Uh, no, ladies are first. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, well, then you're, well, then you're a scissor sister then. <laughs> I do. Uh, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Here we go. Uh, so I, when I was thinking about this whole, uh, sorry guys. When I was thinking about this, what this topic you're talking about, uh, Jeremy, I was thinking about um, for me, Five bottles I'm going to recommend this to um, somebody. I'm going to try to keep them 100 proof or less. Yep. Um, so that's my was kind of, kind of my goal. And I wanted to keep it cheap. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot of rollover with, you know, as much bourbon we've all drank together and our bottle mm-hmm. preferences. I'm sure we're going to have some of that. But I'm interested to see. Uh, my very first one is on the cheap. Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. Fourteen dollar bottle. Is that the white label? Solid. White, it's a white label. 100, yeah. proof, 100 proofer. That's very good. Very easy to drink, and you're not going to feel bad about buying that bottle and uh, you know mixing it or whatever you want to do. A thousand percent. Like I would go and pick up a few of those. The next thing I think for if if you're going to get into bourbon and you're going to get five bottles, you've got to get a weeder. So let's get in there. Let's get the the most basic weeder that's most popular, Maker's Mark. 
Uh, it's about 25 hmm. bucks, and it's around, I think, 90. It's in that, the low 90s. I forgot the run. That's, uh, that's just a fun bottle to own, too, you know, the, the, with that wax. wax strip on there. Yeah. Um, after that, Woodford Reserve. I think that's a is a very good bourbon. Um, it's got a lot of different levels to it, so I'm kind of working my way up here in, in levels of, of flavor here. Uh, that's a twenty eight dollar mm-hmm. bottle, and it's ninety proof, and it looks classy as 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 f. I was trying. To yeah, get. absolutely. Um, the next one, I, the last two, I I wanted to because I I wanted to spend more of the budget on the last two because I figured you know uh we, what we've done in the past we've done a segment similar to this where you have like, you know, your special occasion or your mm-hmm. impress, impress bottle. So I thought, you know, um, it's a Friday, my special, it's a Friday night. I want to treat myself and I'm going to bust out some smooth Ambler Old Scout, uh, 99 proof. That's good. And it's $50. Oh, okay. $50. Um, but I will preface that if you're going to get the Old Scout, because um, they get they get it distilled in two different places. Um, one's a George Dickel and the other one is in Tennessee and the other one is Indiana, which is MGP. Look on the back of the bottle. If it says Indiana, that's the one you want to get. Um, it's got the most flavor. And last is a bougie bottle uh, that I tried uh, at that uh, diaper party where I got, you know, shit wrecked, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, which was Russell, Russell's Reserve Private Selection Single Barrel. Uh, this is about a $70 bottle. Um, it's 110 proof and it is tasty, tasty, tasty. So this bottle, if you're getting into bourbon and you start working your way up through these, it's a little higher on the proof, but once you go through these, start getting into these five bottles, you should be able to handle that. And that's going to be a bottle that if you have somebody that is into bourbon comes over, you're going to impress them with the flavor on that. So that's my thought. Nice. What was your total budget on all those? 187. Very Ooh. nice. Yeah. Stacy, what you got? Now, mine's a little different than his. I'm not as organized as you are. I'm very impressed with your with your piece there you did. Um, but mine's <laughs> a little out of order. Um, number one, like like you couldn't guess, OGD 114. I feel like for the price, it's $27.99 up to 30 bucks wherever you go. Um, that is just a really, really good bourbon. Um, it's and- in a cheaper looking bottle, which, side note, his mom soaked the label off of it. And it is beautiful with that wax seal on the front. And she was going to use it as a flower vase. Like, so oh, cool. awesome. So, OGD 114, that's about 30 bucks. Um, my second choice is Makers 46. Um, that Ooh. is always, like, when I first started getting into that's bourbon, a, a great that's the one that won me over. That's the one that I tried that I said, you know what, I want to get into this more. And what's unique about it is it's finished in French oak staves. Yeah. Uh, it's 94 proof. So, it is sweeter. It is... Um, caramely and uh, creamy in flavor. And I think that's a little bit easier on the palate when you're just starting out. And I think that that one too, there's a giant step between Maker's 46 and regular Maker's Mark. There's a big jump in flavor. Um, So if you want to spend, how much was that one? That one's 37 bucks. If you want to spend an extra 10 bucks, get that one. It's smooth. It's, it's doesn't have a bite. It's just really nice. Uh, Third bottle I chose is an Elijah Craig small batch. Another 94 proofer, just yeah. an excellent, well-rounded bottle. Sit on your counter, everyday sipper. That's about 30 bucks as well. Um, third, or I'm sorry, fourth, I would say Wild Turkey 101. Can't beat it. Just a great base bourbon. Um, it is a little higher proofed. It is, well, 114 was higher too, but um, it's 101. So it's their base bourbon, but higher proofed. Uh, and it mm-hmm. has a higher rye content as well. 
uh, price point, 20 bucks. You can't super, go wrong. Like that needs to be tasty. in your liquor. Yeah, it has to be. You, you know, whether you're a seasoned veteran at bourbon or you're a beginner, there you go. See, Jeremy's got it right now. Wild <laughs> yep. Turkey 101. I keep this bottle down down here just because yeah. I always drink it. <laughs> that needs to be in your cabinet no matter who you are. Um, and then my fifth choice, stepping outside the box a little bit, because I think as a bourbon uh, beginner or even as a collector, there's you want to have a piece that people are like, ooh, ah. Ooh. Weller Antique 107. Yeah. So of all the Wellers, that one's my favorite. It is a little bit more difficult to find. You know, if you do have someone that can get their hands on that for you, someone that you know at a bur- at a liquor store or, you you know, you're a frequent shopper there. Uh, Antique 107, it's about 50, 60 bucks, depending on where you go, MSRP. Now, on the secondary markets, it's well over 100 bucks. Um, but that's a nice one. And, you know, when you actually taste it, it's smoky, it's smooth. And at a 107... Uh, proof it goes down really easy it's super nice and uh but that's the p you got to find it you got to find it all right so i'm making it a so little it, difficult so if you guys are friends with stacy and you want to get into bourbon she'll hook you up with a bottle of weller antique 107 <clears throat> all right <laughs> Cheeky, uh, what, are your, what are your five beginner bourbons maybe i have oh did we did we find out what stacy's total was oh, oh, my total was 177 dollars nice cool. and that's yeah. on the high that's on the higher end because i went with 60 bucks for weller Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, Cheeky. Cool. Well, you you two were both under 200, so I'm going to borrow a little bit from your budget. To, <laughs> okay. To, oh, boy. <laughs> I'll tell you, breaking I, the rules. Are those or, these are those Oregon taxes, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> no sales tax, brother. We're all good. Oh, really? No sales tax in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, only state in, tax only on income it. tax. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, I'll kind of go in reverse. My, my total budget was $210. Okay. So. That's not bad. Yeah, I'll throw you ten bucks. Kind of my uh, my thought here was I didn't want to go with anything too crazy because I know that secondary market pricing is always going to vary depending on where you are. So, like, I can get um, in Oregon, I can get you know E. H. Taylor small batch for forty five dollars, and I can find it pretty much on the regular. That's probably going to be a tough bottle for a lot of people to find, especially at that price point. So. I tried to leave some of that stuff off. There's more more bottles I thought would be easier to find on the shelf. The first one I went with, oh, and then the other thing I did as far as proof, I wanted to do a couple that were lower, but then I wanted to do a couple that were higher as well. So that, yeah. you know, if you have five bottles of bourbon, I mean, granted COVID, we're all drinking a lot more. Like those five bottles are probably going to last you a little while. So as your palate is developing, I thought having a little more breadth to that uh, would be helpful. So the first one I did is just your run-of-the-mill Buffalo Trace. Um, I think it's a great everyday sipper. I put that at twenty-three bucks. It's ninety proof. Get it? It's not gonna, not going to blow your socks off, but it's got a lot of flavor to it. It's uh, cheap enough that you can do kind of your old fashions or your Manhattans or your mixed drinks with it as well if you'd like to do that. Uh, the next one that I did, and and then yeah, ninety proof on that one. The next one that I did was Eagle Rare. Uh, probably one of the best value 10 year bourbons that are out there. Uh, MSRP on that bottle is 30 bucks. So that's what I put it at. I know in some places it's going to be a little bit harder to find that you might pay a little bit more. Um, but again, 90 proof, I still think it's really approachable. And I think that it's a great, uh, you know, Buffalo trace distilled product that's, that's coming out of there. 
then I went a little bit higher on this one. So kind of along the same lines, I, I like the wild turkey 101 suggestion, but on this one, I went wild turkey rare breed yeah. uh, bourbon. That's a good one. So that, yeah, it's a barrel proof bourbon. So it's definitely for the beginner. It's going to be one that maybe you approach later on a little bit, like open that probably after you've enjoyed the other ones a little bit, 116.8 proof. Uh, but you're going to spend less than 50 bucks. I put $47 as far as like MSRP on that bottle. I know you guys have uh, tasted the rye on the, on porn. I I haven't tried the rye, but, uh, I think you all agreed it was phenomenal. So, um, the rye comes in at a little bit more money, but the bourbon's right around 47 bucks. And I think the flavor's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, then for these next two, Again, as we kind of talked about, something that's going to be a little bit more sophisticated. So I think a standard for a lot of people, I put Angel's Envy down. Yeah. Uh, So relatively low proof. I mean, it's 86.6 proof. Uh, It's the lowest proof one that I have on there. I'm sipping on it right now. Mm. Uh, It's a $50 bottle, but I think it's got great flavor. It's really approachable. Is that the one with the port wine? Yeah, port wine. This cast. is the port wine. Okay. Yeah, just the regular, not the fancy uh, Jamaican rum <sighs> barrel ones that you guys had. That oh. one's you're going to pay a little bit more for that guy, um, but just for the standard Angel's Envy in the uh, finish in the port wine barrels. Uh, and then, last but not least, uh, one that I've been a big fan of. I know Matt Farr has been a big fan of. I'm going to throw Knob Creek Twelve Year out there that's coming in at a hundred proof. I'm putting that bottle at 60 bucks. And I think that if someone comes in to your house and you're really trying to impress them, if you give them a pour of that, uh, they'll think, even if you're a beginner, you're probably way more sophisticated than (laughs) you may (laughs) actually be. I mean, that is a solid lineup, but something that I've got to point out the, and it's, it's just funny because this is definitely has a lot to do with the location that you're at with you guys being, with you being in the West coast, Buffalo trace here is very, very hard to find now. Like it leaves the shelves super fun. Yeah, it does. Um, I went to total wine twice last week and they had cases well, and cases and cases of it. Like it sells. Just, you're, you're not, yeah. you're not always going to find it, but I have two bottles and I have no desire to buy, like have a third or fourth one sitting on the shelf, but they go quick. They had just gotten that shipment in the last week or mm. two and they go super, super yeah. quick. And if the other people, a little uh, liquor stores that I've gone to, several of them have said that they can't keep it on the shelves. It, it it's does almost being considered same with Eagle rare. Eagle rare is almost like an allocated product here. Hits the shelves. It's gone in an hour or two. Yeah. Uh, from from yeah. what I've heard, the uh, the Buffalo Trace though, the uh, just the regular Buffalo Trace, they're upping production on that because they want that to be a mainstay on the shelves. Like, good. And, they, and, and from, it's not. That's the well, problem. Well, so I'm glad to hear that. Over the past year, though, I've seen it more and more and more. I've seen it dozens of times in the wild. Now, uh, Bob Bob's had a store pick of it. They they, they got a whole barrel of it. Yeah, there um, was. And a, I saw it up there, and I was like, okay. And I've seen barrel picks at other stores too. There was. Um, a, I, I think. I think coming up, that one's going to be more readily available. I, and, and it needs to be because that's just a really good classic. But e- but the Eagle Rare, <laughs> off the shelves. People well, like in the bourbon groups and societies that I'm a part of, they take a picture when it's on, and then everybody's taking pictures of it in their car. Like I got one. Limit one per person. But yeah. I will say, interesting. I will say you're right. That's one of the best ten years uh, that you can find. Oh, it's so good, cheeky. Um, the Eagle Rare just won. Um, w- w- what was the thing it took first place in that uh, big competition? Like, 
Uh, I'll have to look it up. Uh, yeah, it's won a bunch of awards. It in was like 2020 whiskey, whiskey of the Year. Yeah, Whiskey mm-hmm. of yeah, the Year. Um, I don't know if it was San Francisco or one of the other ones, but it won a major award, and so it, it's not going to help <laughs> funding no. it. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's so interesting. So, like the the run of the mill Buffalo Trace, I can walk into any liquor store and I could find that on the shelf. For the most part, Eagle Rare kind of. I mean, sometimes it could be a little bit harder to find, but I mean, I can buy the you know one point seven five liters of it for like sixty five bucks. Are you kidding? At almost every store. Wow. Um, and but I will say um, because Jeremy, you brought up the store picks. The Eagle Rare store picks are pretty much gone within 24 hours of any liquor store that gets one and even the regular buffalo trace store picks usually it's like maybe 48 hours and you know they'll bring 200 bottles in and in um you know 48 hours those are gone so those single barrel picks are definitely in super high demand but just the regular stuff i mean we talk like I know it's uh, starting to be fall, like Buffalo Trace antique um, allocation season. Yep, mm-hmm. getting that uh, that seventeen year the the very rare double eagle or whatever it's called. Yeah, one thirty thirty six double grand. eagle, very rare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that I would love to to sip on that guy. Like awesome. I bet it's just phenomenal. Well, it's funny too because I went into a liquor store a couple weeks ago and I said something to one of the guys and um, he said, are you looking for anything in particular? And I said, no, just looking for something unique. And he goes, yeah, the only allocated bottles that I have right now is yada, yada. And he goes, and that Buffalo Trace sitting there. And I go, allocated? And he goes, well, yeah, you know, the way that it's, the way that people are acting with it now, like that we just call it that. And I'm, he was saying, he was saying that, which they did have, I think, a bottle or That's two absurd. on their shelf. It is absurd. And I, yeah. and it's something that we can talk about in another episode, but these bourbon societies like, like I am, I am a part of, I think they are creating such a hype where, you know, like you, you, you can find a 1.75 bottle of Eagle Rare. Like that's not happening here in Knoxville. It's just not. And I think, you know, there's such a demand that has been created. Now I'm so nervous. If I see it sitting out, I'm buying a bottle. Because I don't mm-hmm. want to run out. And so what is that doing? That's keeping a bottle from somebody else that might want to try it. All right, Even though I've got two it's in, the, in the COVID toilet paper for bourbon. It is. It is. And we'll talk about that more on another episode. So. I, want, I want to hear what Jeremy's got to say. Well, uh, you guys have pretty much mentioned all of mine. So, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, so I arrange mine by proof. Um, I'll start at my high proof and work my way down. Uh, the highest one I chose was the wild Turkey one Oh one. A couple of us mentioned that that is just a fantastic bottle at 20 bucks. Um, the next one I have is old Forester 100. Yeah, uh, when great. we did our budget bourbon battle, that was the one we all picked. And, uh, if anybody ever asked me like, what's the first bottle I should grab? It's you. I'm usually going to say old Forester 100. It's a $20 bottle. You can find it at any liquor store and it's such an easy drinker. It's so good. Uh, the next one, um, I wanted a weeder also, and um, I went with the Maker's Mark 46. Um, Stacy, I think you mentioned that one also. Um, that was the first bourbon that I ever had that I was like, man, this is this is good. There's something to this. It's extremely smooth, easy to drink, uh, very enjoyable $40 bottle. Next one, uh, I went with a Woodford Reser- Woodford Reserve, and I went with the Woodford Re- Reserve Double Oak. Uh, it has a little bit more to it. It's a very fun bottle to drink. Uh, we tasted that a while back when we went out, and um, it was one of my highlights of the night. Uh, great, great bottle at, at $40. And then my last one, um, and this is the Buffalo Trace. Uh, I put that on mine also, $30. Um, if you go to a couple liquor stores a week, you're going to find this just yeah, stopping yeah. in at stores and stuff. It's not impossible to find, um, you know, 
Um, it's not like, you know, a unicorn or anything like that. Uh, but 30 bucks you can find it for. And that's the one people always talk about. Is, oh, you, you got that Buffalo Trace. But, you know, when, when you ask it's someone, oh, you starter. know, bourbon, it, it, it's Bur- Buffalo Trace. You know, Buffalo and Makers, people know those names. It's a great bottle to have, great bottle to drink. And that rounds me out at 150 bucks. Oh, here's the cheap one. Here the I cheap. am hey. on the cheap. Uh, wow. I'm, so, I'm a cheap ass tonight. One hey. more suggestion. And this was, uh, I was, when I was talking to wildcat when we were driving back and I was kind of telling him, giving him my rundown of the bourbons and stuff. And mm-hmm. he said, another one that he would recommend is called very old Barton. He said, it's $20 mm-hmm. his cheap as hell. I've never had it. I'm going to get a bottle, but he said it is a great, great bourbon. So uh, another one I would mention, but we don't have it in our area, is Early Times Bottle and Bond. Everyone speaks extremely highly of this bourbon. It's like a twenty to thirty dollar bottle. Everyone just talks crazy highly of it in all the review sites. Uh, but we don't have it in our area. Uh, otherwise, I might have in- included something like that. Uh, Cheeky, do you guys have that one out in Oregon? We do not. We don't okay. have um, the very old, uh, the one Barton. that Joel just talked about, Barton. Yeah, we don't have that, and we don't have the Early Times either. I've never grabbed the Barton before, Joel, because it comes in like a plastic bottle. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> any, any, anytime I see it in a plastic bottle, I'm like, I don't want it. That's, no. Mm-hmm. Nah, it it looks know? like it should come with a brown paper bag and maybe yeah. you sit on the sidewalk while you drink <laughs> it. Like, but he said he swears. He swears it's good. I'll have to put him to the test on it for sure. All right. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to wrap it up unless you got something to say. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, so I was just going to say, like, this was so fun. I, I I love doing these. I love these discussions. I could I could sit here and talk another hour on this. Um. I'd love to do more of these with you guys. Um, but I think for you guys that are listening, this bourbon, these bourbon topics have been probably our number one, um, most engaged. Yeah. Uh, with, with you guys, you guys listening, you know, the messages, the pictures, all of that. We really appreciate that. We love the feedback, but I hope you guys take this, take these lists, write them down, go, go hit in some of these liquor stores and shop around. And I want to hear about it. Like the, this, all of these excellent, excellent suggestions. And I hope it helps you guys out. Like it has, it's even going to help me out. That's right. Now I've got some more things that I'm going to want to buy to put in our new cabinet. <laughs> Great. So uh, <laughs> take it away, Jeremy. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of bourbon news. We are going to run to a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking Thanksgiving leftovers. We're going to talk porn. Stay tuned. Oh, are we? We're doing porn next? Oh, yeah. We got to be a little toasty for the leftovers. (laughs) Well, I have no clue what's going on because I don't organize these things. So we'll see you on the other side for (laughs) some porn. Once again, I am the porn director, and this is the rundown of what we are going to be tasting tonight. So I'm super excited about this theme. After I let the guys taste them all, and they do the three Ps, price, proof, and preference, I'm going to go into a little story about this theme. So the theme is Jefferson's Ocean, which is aged at sea. So bourbon number A is Jefferson's Ocean, aged at sea. They're original, like they're OG blend. It's 90 proof. $72.99 $72.99 is retail on that. B, number B, is Jefferson's Ocean Single Barrel. It's a single barrel pick from Total Wine. It's also a 90 proof, but it's a special weeded mash bill. 
Um, it comes from uh, Voyage number 22. So all, a lot of these bourbons, they'll come with a little tag on them. And they've got the ship's log. So it tells you about the voyage of the barrels of the bourbon. So this one runs about $81.99. A little pricey. Number C comes from Voyage number 21. It's Jefferson's Ocean Cask, cask Strength. 112 proof, and it's more of a rye. Um, and that one's running at $85.99. So these were a little bit pricier. Um, to be quite honest, I really wanted to do this theme. And I didn't even look at the prices. I'm like, whatever. I just, I think the story behind this is super, super interesting. And we'll go over that here in a little bit. And I thought, you know what? This is going to be perfect. So I'm going to bring the guys back and we're going to get to tasting. All right, guys, you're back. Yeah. I hope you guys have your porns out in front of you. And we are about to taste. So. <laughs> Wait. That's right. So we're going to start with number A. Keep in mind when we're tasting these, you're going to want to write down your three P's, price, proof, and preference as your guests. Once we've tasted them all, and we will discuss which ones are our preferences, price, and proof, then I'm going to tell you what the theme is. All right. Let's get our noses all up in this dress. Bourbon number A. Huh. That's funky. Yeah. Funky. So you shouldn't have been drinking bourbon before. No, I wanted to acclimate. It's a very low proof I was drinking before. I wanted to acclimate my palate. Okay. I didn't, get, I didn't know what you had here. I don't want to get blown out. This smells familiar. Mm. That throwing you off? A little bit. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, I'm going to write my notes down. It's pickly. It's velvety. I, I don't get a lot of flavor up front. It yeah. seems like it all comes in on the finish. Yeah. It's a very strong finish. Yeah. I think you're right on that pickle flavor, Joel. Uh, I'm getting like a citrus vinegar. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of a, it reminds me of a weaker version of that old scout rye we had. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm not getting that rye spice off of it. No, um, I don't I'm know talking about the, you had the lemon and that, yeah. and that yeah. pickle. flavor. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly yeah. that flavor I get from it too. Yeah. But I was, trying to remember, I was trying to remember which one it was that had that that flavor to it. But yeah, this is it. Is this is this old scout? Is this bourbons we've all had before? That's the That's theme. theme. <laughs> That's the theme. <laughs> mm, no, it's getting. Mm, okay. I love the finish. I think it's very woody. Noah, what do you got to say? Yeah, I I agree. I uh, let me take another sip here. Yeah, the woody part is like dry. It's got a dryness on the back end. My mouth is dry after tasting it, not like mm-hmm. that viscous coating quality. It's yeah, sure. almost like a little tannic. Yeah, yeah, like like a like, yes, like a tannin. To or me, something. it's the best of both worlds. It's pickly and woody. All right, that's okay. Okay, all right, all right. Did, did, oh wait, did you pull the stave out of your bottle of Oak and Eden and put it in a pickle jar with some pickle juice and then send that to us? Dang yes, you got me. Got me. Ah, I knew it. It's homemade bourbons. That's what it is. I'm going to do that. Dude, Noah, I saw somebody walk by your door, and I thought it was somebody in the house we're in. (laughs) I was like, who's over there? Where's my kid? (laughs) Intruder. Intruder. All right, let's move on to bourbon number B. All right, here we go. What's crazy is, too, is a lot of these are, they're all like about the same color. I was going to say that. They're all very light in color. Oh, wow. This one is like um, fluffy. 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 
Mm, like a down comforter. What is that? Like cinnamon? That's smooth. Uh, I almost got like a little bit of honey. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that complex baking spices. I hate to use the term, but like this is almost kind of gives. I know this is out of left field, but I'm smelling it though. It's almost like a little bit of olive. Am I am I off on that? That taste, I can't I can't put my finger on it. That's wild. It's good. I'm enjoying this one. I get a lot. I get a lot more alcohol on this one. <laughs> yeah, maybe because right. I didn't have a pre, maybe because I didn't have a pre drink. A hit me hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy, that, that cinnamon you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the taste or the, the smell. The smell. I got. You got to get deep in it though. Yeah. Okay. I get. I get exactly what you're saying with that olive smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally do, and I love olives. Well, it's kind of got a little bit of that too. It's, it is- Are you sure there's not just like a bowl of olives sitting in front of you guys Dude, somewhere? Or something? I wish there was. I'd be slamming some olives. <laughs> on the- on the bathroom counter that you're at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bar. All right. Are we ready so, for bourbon number three or are we still working on, on B? Hang on one second. I'm sorry. Bourbon number C. Mm. I'm ready for C because I, I, I want to go through C and then I want to go back through them again. Yeah. Bourbon number C. This one's got like a. Take a look Ooh, at it. Ooh, that smell. Ooh, that smell. The smell is light. Like. It's a. Uh... Like vanilla. You gotta like breathe it out, like we sniff it all in, and you gotta like breathe out that alcohol. It, it's so light; it makes you think it's a lower proof one because you can smell it so hard without burning your nose. It's almost like a, a if you make like a orange vanilla. Oh, like the uh, like the creamsicle kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that reminds me when you do zesty zest in there. What when you do the um, tastings at Angels Envy? We've done that twice. They have a local person that makes these. Uh, orange cream chocolates and it has a the chocolate has a low melting point so you know like some chocolates like melt in your hand and then other ones you know like i mean you touch it and it's starting to melt but these little bourbon cream things they have you pair with them and so delicious all right number c let's try it this one's got a lot more going on in the in the flavor Mm. yes Mm. all the way through yep it's hanging out wow wow that lights your mouth up. Yeah. It's like almost like fireworks. It's kind of. To me, it's like smooth at the front, and then all of a sudden it's like pop rocks the, in your mouth. Yes, I'm almost just like about to say. Sorry, I, I spit on you. That yeah. was coming out of my mouth. Pop rocks. It's like some fireworks going on, but enjoyable. Not so like burning. You guys, you guys are aware that like different parts of your tongue like taste differently, or so they say. Yeah. And this one, like, it lights the tongue up all the way back, like all the different flavor centers. Um, wow, that that's my pick for the night. Like yeah. that one right there. Yeah. Interesting. This has got that. This still has that. It's got like that, that orange and vanilla, and then it has like that, uh, almost like a. I want to. I don't know. I want to. It, it kind of got that Christmas on the on the back end. That's got smell. a lot going on. A lot going on. Number C has got some junk in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way way more complex than the other two. Yeah. I think. Hmm. Is um is number C iron root? Yes. Heck no. That never. That better never make another appearance. <laughs> Don't waste Was the that time. That's the envelope blue. That's the envelope, envelope blue. blue. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. 
The most accurate review I've ever seen for that one, Jiki, is uh, <laughs> hot garbage. <laughs> there was a few people on the society that was saying like, oh, go pick this up. Like just a few. And then everybody else was like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. Like this is disgusting. And so like I instantly thought, don't take their opinion. Don't listen to their opinion because they don't know crap about bourbon. They were looking they at they, they were looking at the label, the world's yeah, oh, best. Oh, it's so good. You yeah. know, go pick this up. Like F that. A little pro tip for uh, for all you folks at home, uh, if you're ever over at someone's house and they fancy themselves a bourbon aficionado, ask them their thoughts on Iron Root, and that'll tell you exactly all you need to know about them. Absolutely. All right. Another, I'm gonna, another pro tip, uh, buy a fancy decanter and pour cheap bourbon in it. And then do. if you have someone that comes over that doesn't like bourbon, but you want them to make them think that you're drinking something nice, oh, yeah, let me pull out the, the fancy crystal decanter and pour you a glass. That's what we put our OGD 114 in. I love it. I love it. It's good flavor stick and your, it's classy. Stick your pinky out. The infinity bottle, sir. <laughs> it is in our house after we buy a case. Yeah. Well, it's like right. some of the Facebook groups will tell stories of like, oh yeah, my wife's friend's boyfriend came over and told me he was a bourbon guy and I got excited and said, oh, here's my shelf. Grab anything you want. And then he wanted to pour it with Coke. Like, oh. ah, you know, you take a $60 bottle, you pour it with Coke. So that's how you go. Oh, no, I've got the decanter. Let me give you the nice stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, this, this or you just be like Jeremy and tell stuff. him no. <laughs> I've got a brag on Lick Lighter here. I'm telling you, you know, I love to like when he comes home, I'll pour a glass and I won't tell him what it is. Now, keep in mind, you know, we are staying with his parents. We have open bottles of bourbon out here in our room we're staying in and like all of our bourbons here because I didn't want to keep that in storage in the cold. And three for three since we've been here, he has guessed the bourbons. And I'm talking, he has a, like 20, 25 options to choose from. And he's guessed it on the money. So Very Joel nice. comes home from work and you're just standing there waiting with a nice pour of bourbon as he walks in the door. Jiggy, Jiggy, it's called a traditional household. I don't know if you have, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you have those over there in Portland. <laughs> But yes, yes. You you married up, my friend. Yes, I did. Honestly, yeah. I've done it. I've met him at the car before. I'm just, I'm waiting for her to be naked when when she does that. That would be a dream come true for him. Yeah, it would. (laughs) With your parents there to boot. Oh, God. Yeah, not happening. (laughs) Yeah, well. Cheeky, if if you want, I'm going to start a group message between Stacy and my wife. Uh, That way, Stacy can teach her uh, how this is done. Uh, You you can get your lady in on that, too. uh, You need to get this treatment. Traditional housewives. Hey, he keeps guessing him. He's keeping me entertained. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm like, I'm going to get him this time. Every freaking, like the last one I poured a fugitives, like, which is something we've not cracked in forever. I mean, like he has this open bottle, but we have all these other ones out. And I thought he's never going to guess the fugitives and he's tasting it. And he goes, I think that's a fugitives. I'm like, what the hell? No, no. She turns around and goes every time she goes, are you fucking serious? (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious right now? It's almost, it's almost like it pisses her off. Yeah, at like because like, I want to trick it. Like I want to stump him. So, anyways, let's go on three right. P's. Let's start with Noah and then go to Jeremy and Joel. Uh, do it. Proof, price, and preference. Do I go uh, A, B, C, or yeah? Start with A, and then okay. everybody will do A. Yeah, and then you yeah tell your preferences. So A, I put the price point at this bourbon at twenty five dollars. Uh, my proof, I guessed, was 90 proof. And now I'm even starting to think maybe that was too high. Uh, and out of the three, this was my 
my third that came in at number three as far as preference. And I actually have, the, to me, this tasted like Elijah Craig small batch to me. If I had to pick one, that's kind of what the, the flavor tones I was getting there. I thought it was pretty young. It was pretty, pretty light. Um, yeah. Number B, I put a price point of $30, a proof of 25. I'm sorry, <laughs> 90, 95. It's water. And this was my uh, second favorite of the three. And then number C, I put a price point of 50 American dollars. <laughs> I put a proof of 116. Good. And this was this was my favorite of the three yes. by far. All right, Jeremy. Nice. Um, a uh, it tasted hot, but I just went back and retasted them again, and not as hot. I think it was just first drink of bourbon of the night. Um, you always get that. So I'm going to say the proof is probably under a hundred, uh, maybe ninety six, something like that. Um, I will say a thirty five dollar bottle, and my least favorite. Uh, number B, um, um, my preference is the same as Cheeky CBA, uh, were my favorites, uh, B second place. I'm going to put it right around a hundred proof and 40 bucks. And then, um, that was B and then C, uh, a $50 bottle and I'll say a hundred proof again. All right. Uh, all right. So, um, for a, um, I got 90, I was with Cheeky on this 90 proof. Um, I thought it was velvety, pickly, but it was really dry on the back end. Not much on the front. Um, this one really wasn't my favorite um, out of the three we got. I didn't mind it, uh, but I, it wasn't my favorite. I got that at $40 um, is what I put that bottle at. Mm. Um, the second one, I put it at a cool 93 proof. It was really dry as well. Uh, I had that woody taste to it, but it also had that cinnamon aroma that really I really liked um, inside of it. <clears throat> Um, I got that one at 45 bucks. Um, the last one, I put it a hundred proof. Um, it had that, it had everything, the caramel, the vanillas, that citrus. note. I like that. I, I described it as an orange. Uh, it was super full of flavor. Like Stacey said, pop rocks in your mouth. It just, it just coated everything. Um, but I went back through just a second ago and smelled it again. And I got some chocolate on that jazz too. So, um, that on one C? on C. Yeah. Um, that one out there, I put it a hundred proof, $35 for the bottle. Um, I'm really just a, sh- a shot in the dark here. I'm just trying to, I don't know the, p- the prices. I really, I can't really guess on them because they were really close to me in the proofage. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. C was my favorite CBA. That is my preference. So that's where wow, we're going. all aligned with preference, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Stacy, was your preference CBA? Yes. CBA. Yeah. Nice. And you know, like C and B were very, very different from each other. Um, when you go back, after drinking C and go to B, it's very smooth and caramely. Yeah. Um, but C was my favorite. Like the different things that happened on my tongue it was very nice. So, so Ooh. are you guys ready for the theme? Yes. Hit us. So when I tell the theme, I do have a little story that I want to tell. And Dan. So this is so fun, by the way. It is. So <laughs> I'm going to tell the theme before I even tell you what the bottles were and then tell you a story. Oh, this is so t- tantalizing. Oh. Look at this the whole novel. I know. Okay. This is like something, this is like something Joel would do. I <laughs> will <laughs> yeah. hey, cue the music. So today's theme is Jefferson's Ocean. No way. Oh. Yes. So Jefferson's Ocean, I've always been intrigued by the story. So the backstory is that it's a truly unique bourbon 
that started out as an experiment. The founder, his name's Trey Zoller, he was aboard his friend's ship, and they were out, it was like a crew, they were out tagging sharks uh, for research. So he noticed when he was on the ship, he was just hanging out, that his bottle of bourbon, as the ocean was moving, the bourbon in the bottle was kind of like swaying and moving across the waves. So he thought, you know, I wonder what would happen if the bourbon was left to weather the extreme elements. Would it accelerate the maturation process? Would it change the flavorings? So they started out with three barrels. They aged it at sea for four years. Temperature fluctuations, the salt water, air exposure, and then the constant motion of the ship combined to form what they call the unique flavor profile that sets them apart from everybody else. Um, so they said the, con- the constant contact with the wood from the gentle rocking of the ships picks up all the flavors. It sucks in the salty air and it caramelizes the sugars in the wood. So what resulted was a dark bourbon, which I, fi- I beg to differ, it does not look dark. No. Mm-mm. Very light. Um, with caramel. No. Yeah. Says it's briny and salt and savory flavors. And they is also briny. been known to be called the salted caramel popcorn bourbon, which is funny that we, Joel brought up pickles and olives and all that. And yet, think about it, briny, yeah. savory flavors, salty air that is getting sucked through the wood while the maturation process is happening. So when you buy mm. Jefferson Ocean, each batch crosses the equator at least four times, visits five continents, and then over 30 ports on each voyage. And what's unique is you get this little tag on the bottle, and it'll tell you, like, what voyage it was. And it'll tell you all about, like, the, the sea conditions. Like, you know, we went, we went to this place, and, you know, we experienced some bad weather, and it was really choppy waters and stuff like that. So it's really a cool experience. We ran into Moby Dick. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> all of these are Jefferson's Oceans. All right, so break them down. Which, which, which ones? All right, so A is their basic OG Jefferson Ocean aged at sea. It's so 90 off. proof, which two of you got. Boom. So off on the price, though. <laughs> way up, way off. I'll just scratch those out. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. You know, I, I've disclosed this at the beginning. I was not paying attention to the prices when I decided to do this theme. They're all high-priced bourbons, and I'm kind of regretting it because while these were all good, there's way better ones that you can get for the price. You've always wanted to try them, though. You, I have. I've always been intrigued by the story. Very much. So that one was the OG. That's the uh, aged at sea, 90 proof. It's $72.99. Ooh. Ha. That's the cheapest one tonight. Ho, ho. That's a cheap one. My proof is closer to that price point than my actual price is. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I did this. So, yeah. This is what happens when you do porn next to your husband. Wow. <laughs> anyways. That's, that's dirty. Oh, yeah, that did sound dirty. Okay, number B came from Voyage number 22. It's their single barrel from Total Wine. It's 90 proof, and it's a special weeded mash bill. Okay. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I saw they did a weeded uh, mash bill, but I can't find it anywhere. So, interesting. Yeah, this one came from a single barrel variation. So, Total Wine put this out. um, Still 90 proof. It's their original... um, I mean, just like the original 90 proof, and it's the weeded mash bill. And cool. then number C, our favorite, was from Voyage number 21, and it's Jefferson's Ocean Cask Strength. Yeah. 
And that's, Ooh, and that's 112 that proof. And it is, according uh, to the people that work there, that's their rye version. That's their, it is more rye variation. You're pretty close, Cheeky. On the, on the yeah, pre- what pre- I, pre- what I said, there. 116, yeah. Is that what I guess. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah and it's 112. It's a whopping 85.99. And if you think about it, I can get a Booker's for that. I'll say this. Um, that one was, was... If it was very tasty... You can, you can justify that one. I, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't, like, for me, like, this was... I would spend 60 maybe $50 on this cast yeah. strength. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but not $85. Bucks. Um, they, were all, they were all good in their own <clears throat> right, but I don't know. There, there were no stinkers tonight. No. So, no while they are good, and I don't think you're good, you would never go wrong buying one of these. Like, I don't, nobody would say, oh, it's an iron root. Like, it's bad. You wouldn't go wrong buying it. Yes. But something that you can take from this, you know, that's always been one I've seen on the shelves, and I've wondered, and I've wondered, and I've wondered. Take it from us. Everybody's different, though. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's different, but. I mean. It's I, not ex- it's not like mind blowing. Yes, like you have to get this. You know, there's a lot of other ones like we discussed in the first segment that you can b- get more bang for your buck. Mm. No, excellent, mm. excellent, excellent job, honey. This was thank you. Very tasty. It was a fun. That one. was a yeah. that was a cool theme. I had been um, wanting to try the Ocean series from them for a long time, and I always balked at the price. Yep. So. This was great because I can just let you you guys take care of that. We'll <laughs> yeah. try it, but no, it's it's interesting the the cask strength that at one twelve. I mean, just so much more complexity and flavor yes. in that pour than the other two. I mean, being able to taste them all three well, side see, by side. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And that's the thing. I think that once you get it further in your bourbon journey. You start getting into those cask strengths and single barrels and things like that, um, and you start wanting those bourbons that are a hundred plus um, because they are they're popping, man. That one right there was hands over fist, the best out of all yeah. three, and mm-hmm. it, it really had a lot. The other ones you could just tell how much it was cut, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, took a lot away. So special yeah. thank you to our sponsors for funding this uh, excellent segment. Thank you, Reload Rub and Seasoning, because we get to taste delicious bourbon. That's right, guys. Go to reloadrub.com. Then we get to suggest them to you. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a break, and then we'll get to the task at hand, which is Thanksgiving Part 3, Leftovers. See you on the flip side. folks thanks for hanging in there with us through the break uh now we are getting into the most delicious part of the episode and that is what do you do on black friday besides shopping of course the day after thanksgiving you've got all this food what do you do with it we're gonna kick it over to joel thanksgiving leftovers what's your go-to strategy oh guys yeah i go like we were talking earlier, I go to the fridge in my undies <laughs> with the whole with a little bit. Of, I got the racetracks coming in the back. <laughs> oh, no, that, I, that's why they call you the deuce. That's right. <laughs> the deuce has many, many, many meanings. Now, um, for me, man, like uh, we don't have like anything like crazy, like you know, complicated. We do. We uh, 
a lot of the leftovers that we do are sandwiches, you know, because we'll have ham or turkey and Stacy sometimes will, she'll chop the, the turkey up pretty good and she'll make me a nice turkey sandwich for lunch. But that's, oh, am I the sandwich maker? You are the sandwich. Tr- traditional household. That's right. I mean, <laughs> she'll make me a sandwich. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, like, uh, that's, that's really a, like a lot of the, the side sides don't make it like, you know, some casseroles and stuff like that we make. They don't, they don't keep as well, so there's not of a except for squash casserole. That that shit goes for days. I know, man. That's I can only eat so much of that jazz. But no, that's about all we do is sandwiches. Yeah, and sometimes we just have Thanksgiving again. So for me, um, growing up, the day after Thanksgiving was actually my favorite part more so than the main meal because we would eat what we called slop. I know that sounds terrible, but what we would do is we would take <laughs> the pieces of turkey. Uh-huh. And the leftover gravy and the leftover um, dressing, and we would put it in a pan and, you know, heat up the gravy, heat up the turkey, like shred the turkey pieces into small pieces and get the uh, dressing in small little balls or little pieces all throughout and mix it all together. And this concoction is so freaking delicious. What is your deal? It's slop. You know, my mom makes slop all the time. And, <laughs> wow. like, I'm always like, Mom, I want slop. Well, why if you're going to give me any... Hey. Leftovers. I want slop. Wow, have I never had slop? I've made you slop before. Not, it's you've like that sticky, it. light She's brown gravy with the turkey pieces and the chunks of the soft dressing all throughout it. And We're going to have a traditional talk after this podcast. Oh, okay. We're having some <laughs> slop because it's delicious. So that's a way that you can that do good. it. It's really delicious. It sounds really good. So it's like gravy soup? Yeah, kind of. I mean, like the gravy, but the gravy no. kind of, because it's congealed overnight, it's kind of thick and then you got the turkey pieces and then you've got the the dressing it's in kind there. of like it's, the filling of a pot pie without without the crust there you go that's it right there mom but way maybe better your, maybe your new year's resolution this year could be like to come up with a new name for that because uh <laughs> it's traditions. that's what we've always called it. it's like mom i want some slop cafeteria lady <laughs> yeah. so slop so good i like it Jeremy, how about you? Um, So just today, uh, I confirmed my Thanksgiving uh, menu with everyone in our house. Uh, uh, Like I said before, what I like to do is... (laughs) They're probably um, printed out and laminated. Yeah. You passed them out. I don't laminate them, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... What I like, what I do, um, Chica, I don't know if you were, you were here for this one, is I like to let everybody in the house pick a side, and then I'll make a few main things also. So we're going to have a bunch of sides, stuff like that. But I think this year we're going to have limited people, so we're actually going to do one of the Haltman family meat uh, stuffed turkey breasts, because um, it's like five, six pounds. Like we, We're going to have four adults and two kids here, so nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I'll have about um, like six different sides to go along with that. Um, but... What we normally do are uh, w- with the leftover turkey and everything is um, is some sandwiches, some sliders. Um, my rolls that I make from scratch are are the same rolls that I make as burger buns, uh, just smaller. So I'll make little sliders, little turkey sliders. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do it just like I would do a burger. I'll toast them up with a little bit of Duke's mayo on them, uh, a little layer of cranberry sauce in the bottom, uh, some chopped turkey meat in there, um, a little spoonful of gravy to hydrate that back up. Um, you know, m- maybe a slice of cheddar cheese on top there. Um, and then, um, you know, m- maybe if I got some bacon or some caramelized onion, something like that, just to zhuzh it up a little bit. Yeah. And, 
that's that's the go-to right there. We usually have those the day after. Uh, but we keep it pretty simple. Sounds good. Bring us home, Chief. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I had turkey sliders on my list too. And the way that uh, I think I'm going to try to do those this year, uh, my friend Dan on Instagram, he's at learning to smoke. Oh, yeah. uh, he yeah. keeps talking about these... Uh, like ham and Swiss cheese sliders that he does. So he goes and buys those packages of the King's Hawaiian rolls. Yes. And then just takes uh, like a bread knife and slices the entire package in half. Right. Yeah. These so, are funeral sliders. Funeral sliders. Yes, so, exactly. Exactly. That, that's usually what I do. Cause I, I make my rolls real tight together so that they puff up and stuff. Same, anyways, same exact thing. Sorry. Anyways, we're we're hijacking. Sorry. Yeah, no, this. absolutely. And then like, you know, you've got your turkey, you've got your ham, whatever you've got from Thanksgiving, you lay that on there, lay your Swiss cheese on there or, or whatever cheese your preference is. Swiss is phenomenal with them. Uh, and then, you know, if you've got other stuff, it's a little bit weird. It's a little bread on bread action, but if you've got your stuffing or your dressing, you can put a little bit of that on there. Uh, and then you just put the topper on. Now, what I did uh, like a week or two ago when I made these with just the deli sliced ham is I did a little bit of melted butter on top, and then I sprinkled some Reload Magnum. Oh, oh. Yes, I remember seeing that. Oh, yes. Jesus. So, so that we- is definitely the way that I would recommend doing those. Pop them in the smoker for like 20 minutes or something like that. Just enough to kind of heat everything up, get that cheese nice and gooey, and then you just cut them up. You've got nice little sliders for uh for like a midday snack. That like those phenomenal. are so underrated. Like they are so phenomenal. And what we do is we take melted butter and a little bit of Worcestershire and a little bit of Dijon mustard, um, some garlic powder and poppy seeds and whisk that oh, yeah. up. And it looks like a lot and you feel like so dirty doing this, but you literally pour it all over the tops of the buns and they're like saturated and the, the butter's pooling in between so the nooks and crannies of the bread. But trust the process because when you like you pop it in your smoker, it, the bread absorbs it and kind of gives it this like shiny glaze on top. And you got that melty cheese and the meat in there. I mean, I never thought to do that with my left leftovers. That's awesome. I wish they had a better name. Not funeral sliders. They're called funeral sliders. <laughs> but that's another variation for them. I love that idea. Uh, well, you have the worst names in your family, Stacey. Like the funeral worst. No, that's not for my family. Google it. That's what they're called. Oh, shoot. Uh, if you're like a bread wizard, like Jeremy, and you've got homemade rolls, I mean, I can only imagine how much better, uh, that is for me. I'm buying like the two or three buck, like Kings Hawaiian package yeah. at home. And that, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you, you are, make your own bread cheeky. You're not making your rolls this year. I, I have before, uh, as far as, uh, the bread making, but, but no, I, I think I'm making enough stuff. I'm not. I don't know. You could twist my arm and talk me into it. I'm we'll definitely going to twist your arm. Have you seen the uh, the Joshua Weissman uh, YouTube video on the burger buns, the uh, brioche Hokkaido mix? Uh, I think I've seen his Instagram preview of them. Yeah. I don't think I've gone and watched the full YouTube video of them yet. But. They're from like a year, year and a half ago before he uh, he got all big in his content with the crap. Um, but they're relatively easy four hours or so of mostly rising. You can make them and stuff and they'll, they'll last for days. Stacy's made them before. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. And if you put one of those next to a King Hawaiian roll, like, I mean, it's just, and they're there's no, now, can I, can I prep them the day before and then cook them on Thursday? 
you can cook them the day before and then just uh, put put them in a bag or something. And it, the, like be, because Perfect. it's a Hokkaido type roll, and you do a um, a tangzhong to start them off with, um, it, it helps with the preservation process and stuff. Tangzhong. Yeah. Um, and so um, I've made them the day before and then used them that day. Like that's probably what I'll do this year, just for uh, to free up oven space and everything. That's kind of where I'm at too. Like strategy yeah. wise, you only you only have so much space. So yeah, um, yeah, and so. Some something like that the day the next day definitely like what what time of day do you guys normally eat Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving? Uh, so with one family it's about one or one thirty in the afternoon, and then my family is usually around four thirty or five. Yeah, but you guys. Oh, so you're you're squeezing in two. Well, one is on Wednesday, so my parents my family does it on Wednesday, and then we do Joel's family on Thursday. Gotcha. So then we're not okay. like full. Like we get two full meals, and it's blissful dude when i was a kid yeah. we used to go to like two or three thanksgivings a day Misery. and was it was it you cheeky telling us about that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah last week flam- four, families. Four, four holidays yeah yeah it's that's it's horrible man yeah but i yeah. think i think the most we ever did was five thanksgivings in two days Holy no, smokes. Yeah, we had some divorces in the family. <laughs> but, uh, before my wife and I got married, we had kids and stuff. We used to go to my sister's in New York City every year for Thanksgiving and see the Macy's Day Parade and stuff. Uh, awesome. But the food the food was the worst. We went, we went out to a restaurant one year, and it was like a plate. You had like a plate of Thanksgiving-type dishes, and it was, it was <laughs> disgusting. Um, and so, like, I swore that year I would never eat Thanksgiving at a restaurant again, unless it was Chinese food. Um, so, <laughs> Is this yeah. like the Christmas story? You they know? eat the duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duck. It's, it's, good. it's looking at me. Well, the reason why I ask what time you guys eat, because I, we usually eat, like, early afternoon as well, somewhere between, you know, one, two, three, some, somewhere in there and mm-hmm. way earlier than any other day throughout the year when we're having dinner. And usually that means when I wake up the next day, I'm flipping hungry. Oh yeah. Like, you know, it's been 16 hours since I've eaten, like I'm ready to eat. Right. You're ready to go. So you ready to go. My, like using your leftovers for breakfast, I think is key because <gasps> you, if you're like us, right, you spent all day Thursday and Wednesday, it sounds like too cooking, you want something quick that you can throw together that's delicious. And so my other leftovers recommendation is what I'm calling Thanksgiving Benedict. <gasps> mm. I Thanks- love Thanksgiving Benedict. Did yes. you say Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Oh, the I holiday. said like Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving, like an egg. Thanks- <laughs> Thanksgiving Benedict. I like that. Didn't land. I like All right, that. so okay. tell me about Perfect. it. So you've got a couple different options depending on the amount of leftovers that you have. Uh, if you've got enough stuffing leftover or, or dressing, um, I think you could throw like an egg or two in there as like a binder, make like little patties, and then fry them up in a little bit of uh, olive oil or neutral neutral oil, like an avocado oil in a frying pan. That's basically uh, taking the place of what would be like an English muffin in a traditional eggs Benedict. Uh, you put a little bit of your Turkey, you put a little bit of your ham, whatever protein you have left over, poach an egg, put that on top. And then you, you take your leftover gravy, heat that up. And as opposed to your hollandaise, you use your gravy on top. I'm going to fall off my freaking stool. We're doing this. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't have enough this. stuffing, the gone. other route you can go is you take your mashed you're potatoes, your, your taters, and it's the same thing. You make like a potato cake, oh my gosh. Form, it, form it into a patty, fry it up, get it a little bit crispy, 
and then you basically are going to do the same thing. I've put that gravy, poach an egg, put the gravy on top. Excellent use of leftovers when you wake up the next day and you're starving because you ate dinner like a blue plate special at three o'clock the <laughs> night before. So usually what I'm doing is I'm hitting the fridge at like nine that night and I, I'm like grabbing mm-hmm. a baggie and of course like the family's all stuffed everything into like a bag. So it's like deviled eggs that are all mashed together and I'm pulling them suckers out. And <laughs> yeah, because Stacy has, has to go into work at uh, her nursing her job at four o'clock on uh, Thanksgiving. Yep. So I know wow. you're not going to be here so we can do thanks. Thanksgiving. No, I'm going thanks. down to- Benedict. I'm going down to hunt me a deer. I'm going down to look at deer and never, not shoot any. Get me a deer. <laughs> look, so anyway, deer. that's my, those are my two recommendations of Fantastic. Uh, what to do with your leftovers on uh, the, the day after and potentially days yeah. after, depending on how much food you have left over. That's awesome. That was some excellent ideas. I liked it a I lot. No, Noah uh, and Jeremy are really Brought us home on that segment because me and you, well, you did your slop idea was good. Mine was, I make some sandwiches. It's good. All right. Well, let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to be coming back with Jeremy's Rapid Fire and yours truly's Reload Recommends. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back from that break, y'all. We are going to jump right into rapid fire questions. These will be the last rapid fire questions before Thanksgiving. Are you guys ready for these ones? Let's do it. Yeah. Tonight, we have a special guest with us, a special co-host. So we'll do Cheeky first, and then we'll do Stacy and Joel. All right. Cheeky, what is your least favorite Thanksgiving food? Go. Ham. Stacy. Sweet potato casserole. Mmm. Joel. Broccoli casserole. Oh. No, no, no. Sweet. No, shoot, you said that one. Mashed potatoes. No, I love mashed potatoes. Love me them mashed potatoes. Yeah, I think. Green I, beans. Green beans. Plain green beans, yeah. Yeah, can I change by the Greek bean casserole? Why is that required at Thanksgiving? It is. I'll have to I'll have to send you my recipe for green bean casserole. It takes forever to make because you have to make everything from scratch, but it's it's really good. Does it include planting green bean seeds and harvesting them? Probably. It, it takes three years, um, but... Nobody's surprised. Anyways, my least favorite Thanksgiving food is turkey. So, let's go to the next one. If animals didn't want to be eaten, why are they made out of food? Cheeky. Uh, the that question's based on a false premise. Couldn't agree more. Stacy. They never had a choice in the matter. I mean, we didn't have a choice in what we were made as. Because the Lord said it to be so. Um, on which day did you say that, Joel? Um, you know, somewhere in the middle of the week. And the next question. Can you name all of the Ninja Turtles? Cheeky. Leonardo, Michelangelo... Donatello. Oh, 
Raphael. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, he got it under the buzzer. Oh. And then there's Master oh, Splinter. Roll. Shredder. Shredder. Splinter. Those are Come at me, bro. Hey. Uh, I did. I brought it. Hey, Yo. you know what? Uh, Casey Jones. What's, what's one of the, the two top villains besides the Shredder? Uh, like the people of the foot? No, besides the Shredder. One the two, Who the cares? Two. Bebop and Rocksteady. Come on, guys. Bebop and Rocksteady. The pig and the rhino. The pig and the rhino. It was Shredder. It was always Shredder. Always. All right, guys. That was a question just for me. No, no well, because you, well, you, you knocked it out of the park on the first one. Like, April O'Neil. Huh? You were testing me. Jeremy was trying to test me there. See if I, I, was, could... I was seeing how far we would get. I didn't know if you guys would be able to get through them all. I know you don't have kids yet, Cheeky, so I don't know if you were, uh, you were up on your TMNT knowledge. That was my, uh, that was my generation, bro. Yeah, me That's too. All. My yeah. kids had nothing to do with me knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one, guys. You get up super early for a barbecue cook. Do you, A, get up extra early to wake up and enjoy a cup of coffee first, or B, sleep as late as possible and suffer through prep and getting the smoker going without the coffees? Cheeky. <laughs> nah, man, I'm, I'm sleeping as late as I can. I'm getting that meat on, and then I'm going back to sleep. And when I wake up a second time, I'm making coffee. There you go. Stacy. Yeah, we're literally rolling out of bed, shuffling our feet, and getting our phone as a flashlight, throwing that crap on, and laying back down. Yep, I'm a glutton for punishment. Joel, I know you're always super prepared, but you're going with B on that one. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, I, I might make time to throw a few Instagram stories up, but that's about it. You got to do that. I mean, if you didn't story it, it didn't happen. You got to time stamp it so everyone knows that you were up early. Yeah. yeah That's the sure. only time I ever use time stamps. <laughs> Look, know? it's four in the morning. That, that and then uh, every morning I get shamed by Paul, uh, the alpha instinct. <laughs> it's 4 a.m. coffee every single morning. Good God, that guy. All right. Next one. When you eat asparagus, your pee smells really bad. Do you think if an asparagus ate a human being, their pee would smell bad? <laughs> no. Stacey. My answer is no, but rabbit hole, do you know that you can pee in the lake and it's a fish attractant if you've had asparagus? Oh, very interesting. If you throw asparagus in the lake, will that also attract fish? No, I think it's the urine. The urine. The asparagus <laughs> urine. Urine. Did you like cut the middleman out and just throw the asparagus in. No. Oh, yeah, you, you know, stinky pee in the water. Okay. Joel? Yes. Therapy would smell horrific. It would affect me. Especially if they ate me, because I'm one nasty motherfucker. <laughs> you know, guys, what is the appropriate day to put up your Christmas tree? Cheeky. Any day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Stacy. I'm okay with mid-November. All right, all right. Joel? Even though we don't. Even though I don't get a say, it has to be December. Gotcha, like, gotcha. No, because like, no. Uh, Thanksgiving's November 26th. Yes, it so has to. you only enjoy it for 25 days if you put it on December 1st. Okay, so you want to enjoy it for 29 days? Why not put it up on the 26th or 27th, and then that's four more days? This is why I don't get a say. No, three more days. Cheeky, I think I struck a nerve here. <laughs> Hey, we don't I, have ours am, up. We don't even have a house. <laughs> I, am, I am normally a stickler, a stickler for like Friday or Saturday after Thanksgiving, you know, get through Thanksgiving and then do it. But this year I'm like, ah, screw it. Like, we actually put ours up today. <laughs> 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 we 
real, real or fake tree? Whoa, bro. <laughs> What's the we we have a fake pre-lit tree, but it's one of those really nice ones that looks really, really real. Um, what about you guys? This is off topic, but r- r- real or fake? Cheeky. We always go real. Nice. Joel Stacey? We're fake now. Yep. All fake. Used, used to be all yeah. real, but fake now. Um, I have a oh, follow-up. Yeah, I have a follow-up question to the Christmas tree question. This one's for Stacy only. Uh, will when will Reload Rub ornaments be available? Ooh. 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 I don't know. Would you like to help me with that? Yes, let's get on that one. Okay. All right, guys. You can't answer a question with a question. That's true. Um, to be determined. Yeah, to me, so, so by the next podcast, we'll have ornaments available for purchase on the website. So go there. Uh, they, they'll be in the shape of Reload Rub bottles full of rub. You just put, put a piece of string through them and hang it on your tree. Fish hook. And your, uh, your dogs will chew them up and take them. And then it, there's a special surprise open on December 25th, and you can uh, make lunch with it. <laughs> All right, guys. The next one is a true or false. It is a quote by the great Terry Pratchett. Build a man a fire, you warm him for a day. Light a man on fire, you warm him for the rest of his life. True or false? Cheeky. If it's a good enough fire, true. Stacy. Well, true, yeah, because it's going to kill him. True. All, all true. True, very true. Yes. All right, guys. What is the true meaning of Thanksgiving? Cheeky. Friends, family, food. Cool. Stacy. I think it's a time that we all take take the time out to make it a point for family and friends to get together and actually sit down and fellowship, talk, food, mm-hmm. all of those things. I think I think it's just a designated time where everybody makes that extra effort to get together, and it's wonderful. Joel. I think. Um that it is what it says it is. The time to be thankful. It's a, you know you, you're sitting down, you're breaking bread. It's a celebration and being thankful for where you're at, and you know the fact that you're still here and that you have friends and family and people to be around it. You can do it with. So. Very good, guys. Uh, you all screwed the pooch on that one. The true meaning of Thanksgiving is to get drunk and have belligerent political conversations with distant <laughs> relatives. Oh, we do that and. That brings us to the final question of the evening. Are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? No cheek. In the words of Matt Farr, yes, of course. Very good. Stacy. Did I spend entirely too much on this porn on the podcast? I'd have to agree. Joel. <laughs> um, does my wife think that I'm a subpar? No. I think you're the best. If it could, yeah. You were this weekend. No, okay. if it comes out in front of you, I have full faith. You are an excellent shot. You but could. there is something about you where they just don't want to come out. I mean, Matt saw 32 and you saw one. He was literally one, like, 400. Did you eat asparagus? Something. It's what it is. He's, <laughs> he ate a human. <laughs> and then his urine That's it. smelled really, really bad. I'm just kidding. Okay. Wow. How, how how much was Wildcat drinking though? Because it could have just been like one deer that he saw thirty two times. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, there he goes. Three of them. They all look the same. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and oh. then, guys, that brings us to the end of rapid fire questions. I'm gonna throw it over to Joel for his segment. 
That's right, guys. It's that time. That time you've been waiting for for the entire podcast. It's called Reload Recommends, where we recommend things to you we think are cool and badass. That being said, let's dive straight into a Reload Recommendations. Recommendations for Reload. Yeah. So, it's that time, guys. We're going to do it. I'm going to stick with Jeremy. We're going to go Cheeky, Stacy, Jeremy, and then myself. So, Cheeky. Bring us in, brother. What you got to recommend? All right. So trying to do uh, Mr. Far Proud here. We are sticking with Matt's music, which is going to be posted on the Spotify playlist titled Reload Recommends. You guys are all looking at me, making sure that I was going to say that correctly. Of course I was. Nailed it. Because I I come prepared for every podcast that we do. (laughs) Daggers. And uh, yeah, this week... I, I am going to recommend uh, the artist Kaleo or Kaleo. I'm not really sure. K-A-L-E-O. But the song is titled No Good. It is from 2016. And the album was actually the HBO original series called Vinyl. This is part one of that album. And I will play a little bit of the song for you here, hoping that I do Matt Proud. Dude, that slaps, baby. That slaps. <laughs> that slaps. That's good. That's a certified slapper. That was a song No Good by Calio from 2016. I think it'll be a good addition to the playlist, which I am a huge fan of driving around all day listening to. So if you have not joined Reload Recommends playlist on Spotify, please make sure you go and do so now. The last two songs that were added are by far the best. So I recommend that you go and do that. <laughs> they're, they're by far, by Matt Far. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. So I wanted to say, I, I, you said it's Calio? Yeah, K-A-L-E-O. So how would you, would you say Calio? Calileo, Calileo, figure magnifico. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Oh, it was a setup. Yeah, I was going there. Mm. Anyways, Okay. Stacy, what you got? That's my reload recommends. This recommendation for me is going down as my best recommendation yet. Is it Avatar The Last Airbender? No! (laughs) Sorry. All right. Have you guys ever heard of the ice cream brand Talenti? They come in like a plastic jar with a screw top lid. Oh, my wife. Like a gelato. Okay. They have a new variation now, and it's called Gelato Layers, and there's all kinds of flavors. The one that I tried and that I am recommending, and actually, try try all of them because I have full faith that they're going to be good. This one is called Coffee Cookie Crumble. So what's really unique about it, as you guys can see in the picture, I will be sure to text it to you. It's five layers. So the first layer is cold brew gelato, then it's chocolate flakes, then chocolate coffee sauce, which is like a fudgy 
consistency, vanilla bean gelato, and then amaretti cookie pieces. And so what, what I do, take a long spoon and just stab it straight down so you get all the layers scoop it up and it's like it's so good so many elements like an ice cream sundae in one and what's great about this like i said there's let me look this up real quick i walked in the door and uh from hunting today I, I, you know a five-hour drive i walk in the door from, and, from attempting to hunt well right? for bird watching and uh <laughs> stacy was like he said hunting not catching <laughs> <laughs> stacy was like <laughs> that's our golden uh, she said, I got a lot of shit for you to try. She had a new blend she was working on she wanted me to try. And then she uh, had me try this stuff. Actually, I had you try two blends. You did. Yep, two two new blends that she's been working on. Yep, so anyways, there, these are some of the... first. And so he was able to try this, but there's other ones that are called uh, Black Raspberry Vanilla Parfait. There's Coconut Chocolate Cookie. There's Salted Caramel Truffle. The list goes on. Peanut butter, vanilla fudge, all these layers, and it's incredible. I highly recommend. Talenti layers. Very tasty. It's very nice. Jeremy, what you got? Cool. Yeah, my wife gets those Talenti ones all the time, and she always gets the ones with the uh, with caramel in them because she knows I won't eat caramel. Otherwise, I would eat her ice cream on her. So <laughs> I've never had one. On before. her? Mmm. <laughs> oh, you'd mm. eat the ice cream on her. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 it's a sex joke. Uh, I had something completely different to recommend tonight, but uh, based off how this episode has gone, I have changed my uh, my recommendation midstream, Whoa. if you will. Uh, based off of our porns tonight, uh, the Jefferson Oceans, um, I binged watch all of the Oceans movies this week, uh, oh. and they nice. are fantastic They're movies. So good. So good. When I say all of the Oceans movies, I'm talking about all three of them, Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Uh, those are the only three they made. And they are insanely good. Um, I watched, I mean, they're all two hour plus movies. I watched them like in two nights. Uh, I just couldn't stop. And like, I, I, I almost want to go watch them again. They were so good. Uh, they are just fantastic movies. Highly recommend. They're all on Netflix now. All three of them. Uh, they're really? so good. Um, so I that is my one. recommendation. Go watch them. I mean, fantastic cast, fantastic stories. Um, just really great all around. Right on, man. Uh, yeah, I've always loved Ocean's Eleven. I've seen it probably so 30 good. times. But I don't think I've ever seen 12 or 13. They're good. Um, they're a little different. They have the same feel and heart as the first one, but not like that high stakes pulling the casino thing. But they're good for sequels, you know. 13, I, so 11, I think, was the best. Then yep. I think 13. Then I think 12. Yeah, because uh, uh, 13 is when they go back to Vegas to screw over Al Pacino and then so uh, 12, 12, they go overseas to do some jobs. And it's a little murky, but like, yeah, you yeah. know, they're all significantly better than eight. So I absolutely love like heist. From... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Stacey. I just love heist movies. Movies like, mm-hmm. like those, oh, like the movie Entrapment with Sean Connery. Rest oh, in peace. that's such a good one. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, Chiki? I was going to say Ocean's 13, one of my favorite lines that I try to squeeze into everyday content when I can. I don't want the I don't want the labor pains. I just want the baby. <laughs> Such a that good is like line. that is worse to live by. See where they are, Al Pacino says that to the construction worker while they're building the hotel, and George exactly. Clooney is standing there, and George Clooney just like takes his half and walks away. He's like, ah, this guy. <laughs> so, uh, so Jeremy, so Ocean's Eight with Sandra Bullock. Are you not on board with that? that? 
Um, much like Iron Root, uh, that is hot garbage. Um, it is just a, a bad, bad, bad movie. Uh, the plot is very ill thought out. Uh, it doesn't flow. It doesn't make sense. They had a group of fantastic actors, brought them together, and made hot garbage. Well, it's because, you know, Sandra Bullock's been shoving, you know, adolescent foreskin into her pores. Oh, so Joel? she's losing her, uh, <laughs> she's, she's losing her acting skills. What is the dog's name? <laughs> this is Theo. Oh, yeah, that's right, Theo. I love it. I it's, love him. It's proof. She admitted it. All right, it's a real thing. All right, Anyways, on, on from foreskin. Right. What's your recommendation? So I've actually got two. I probably have uh, two recommendations tonight. Um, the first one is going to be the most expensive recommendation this podcast has ever seen. Uh, if you are an outdoorsman and you want to bow hunt, but you don't want to, you don't have the time to sit there and learn traditional or, or compound and put in the work, you can go get, and I have one of these. It's called a Raven Crossbow. And there's several different brands that make the same style of it. Uh, Ten Point makes one, and uh, I think Mission makes one as well. Um, it is a, I call it the meat missile because it shoots four, it shoots 400 feet per second, <laughs> and it stacks them up, baby. <laughs> Now it's funny how like that name didn't make it to the bedroom, but you got a new crossbow and you're like the meat missile. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. Um, no, it is. It, it shoots extremely fast, and it and it's a uh, almost it's, it's foolproof. It's a foolproof, uh, you know, archery weapon. It's super good. <laughs> what? What? How foolproof is it? Like if somewhere to put the bolts in upside down, would oh, it still yeah. shoot properly? Yeah, like, no. Is it that foolproof? No, no, okay, okay. It's like it's like sixty percent of the time it works every time. You know. <laughs> no, I, uh, you gotta put the pointy side towards the animal. It, yeah. If you put if you put if you, if you put the fletchings in wrong, it does like to put them in the dirt. But so, anyways, but the if you don't want to go spend anywhere between twelve hundred and two thousand dollars <laughs> on a Raven crossbow, um, you can go on Amazon and you can watch uh, the series The Boys. Um, I just got into this thing. It is a little gory, ends up sometimes a little crude, but it is a fantastic show. It's about if superheroes were real. What, how they would be behind the scenes and what, you know, how the, the world would be trying to make money off of them and what they do. Um, very, very good show. Very good cast. Really, really been enjoying it. So if you don't want to, if you're not a hunter or outdoorsman, don't want to drop that money, go watch the boys on Amazon. So, anyways, that's it. That's the end of the show, guys. We appreciate you guys. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast and all these recommendations and all the good stuff we talked about. Cheeky, got to thank you again, buddy, for coming on here and sitting in with us. Hey, I don't want to interrupt your uh, ending here, but just really quick, yeah. uh, especially with this airing right before Thanksgiving, you guys are definitely something I'm thankful for this year. So <laughs> thank you so much for your friendship, your ongoing friendship, being a part of Reload and... Uh, just being on this podcast last couple episodes, definitely you guys are on my list of something to be thankful for this year. So thank you guys so much. Right back at you. I would give you a kiss on the lips if you were here in person. <laughs> mm, sloppy. <laughs> no, that is that. Seriously, that we, right we, back at you. Same, for sure. same to you guys. So that being Cheering said, up. guys, next week, like Stacy said, we are going to be talking about holiday beers with Lou Kittrell. So uh, get ready for that. And we hope you all have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. And don't forget the, the meaning of Thanksgiving, which is to get drunk 
and fight with your in-laws and family. <laughs> no, be thankful for what you got, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, but don't forget, you guys subscribe. Hit that button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that really podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys, and happy Thanksgiving. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. This is Thanksgiving number three. Number three. Talking sides and all things. No. Sides. All that good stuff. We're not talking sides. Shit. No, we're not talking sides. Leftovers. <laughs> Can we still roll with this? Stacy found this oh. one. Oh. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Girthy. Choke on that, Ooh. motherfucker. Yeah, anyways, just a bunch of those. Look at that one. It's got a big, like, little vein right there. Cheeky's <laughs> Ru- like, Ru- what Ru- the Ru- hell? <laughs> it's an entire basket of dick coral. So I can do my run through. I'm gonna get the hell out. Stacy, so just hang up on us. I need to talk in, back in. in a sultry voice like this. Okay, guys. All right, guys. We're gonna. <laughs> Brown sugar. <laughs> you mother. <laughs> I know. Mac, Mac quit censoring us, so now we're having to censor ourselves. <laughs> you mother. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> he said I'm not doing it anymore I know it's no fun if Matt's not here to complain about it I know <laughs> that's already how we do it so Matt I raise number B to you <laughs> don't I really don't have anything great to say and then you guys can uh, I'll I have like what I do with leftovers so but. you'll you'll set the bar really low yes. and then Jeremy and I come in and, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's gonna say like I stand at the fridge in my underwear and eat it cold. Out of the baggie. No, that's really what he does. So you, you wake up at 2 a.m. in your chonies. <laughs> that's right. Meh. <laughs> Meh. Welcome back from that breaky. Oh, my goodness. Eggs and breaky. Eggs and bakey. Breaky, breaky. All right. Third time's a charm, right? <laughs>